0: Colleagues, welcome back to the office. It's Steve and welcome to the CPE Today podcast. We're going to get started with our podcast presentation here just in a moment. But before we do, I'd like to share some insight on how you can receive credit for watching today's presentation. There are two options. You can either watch live as it's being recorded through Zoom. More on that here in a moment, or you could be watching or listening on demand wherever you happen to receive content. We distribute our show through YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, our website, and many other places. Now, if you happen to be watching on demand on your own schedule, after watching or listening to today's class, head on over to cpetoday.com and locate today's course page. Uh, You can find our course code by looking at the footer of the presentation to see the link presented there, and it will also be mentioned throughout the presentation on multiple occasions. After purchasing today's class, you'll complete a short five-question quiz on what was discussed in today's presentation. And upon passing that, your certificate for your CPE credits will be automatically generated and available for download. In addition to your purchase, you can also download copies of today's presentation, learning materials, you can ask the presenter questions, and more. Now, if you happen to be watching live as it's being recorded through Zoom, your attendance will be confirmed through attendance prompts, which will occur every 12 to 20 minutes and approximately four per hour. They'll pop up automatically, and when a prompt comes up, please choose a response to confirm your attendance. It doesn't actually matter what you choose, as long as you choose something, as your response will confirm your engagement with our presentation. Attendance prompts might not be announced, so please keep an eye out for them. Now, as long as you've uh, completed at least 75% of the attendance prompts, you will receive full credit for our presentation. Your completion certificate will be delivered to you by email within two business days of the event. You can always visit cpetoday.com if you have any questions or issues with your certificate. After our presentation today, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, There will be a course evaluation that will automatically pop up. It should take you anywhere from one to three minutes to complete, and your feedback will be used to help us produce better content in the future. Now, if you have any questions or comments throughout the presentation, we'd love to know what they are. Please use the chat or the Q&A functionality to let us know what you think or if you have any questions on the materials that are being presented. Also, please feel free to share your experience, knowledge, and insight with the class. If you have any technical issues, you can also use that functionality to ask for help you can always find great content at cpetoday.com we have a variety of self-study and live courses from all topics accounting on it personal development excel quickbooks and more you name it check out cpetoday.com and the cpe today podcast is made available tuesdays and fridays at 11 a.m pacific and you can always find great content being discussed in that podcast every single week If you happen to be a new user, listener, viewer of the CPE Today podcast, thank you so much for coming. Welcome. We're ecstatic and happy to have you. How about you get a free credit on us? Use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST to check out to get a free credit for today's class. We're going to go ahead and get started with our presentation here in the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy our presentation. Now, Microsoft Teams, if you're not familiar with it, is a communication app inside of your 365 plan. And it is a tool that, frankly, is, is one of the best things to come out of Microsoft in many years, uh, which is saying a lot because Microsoft makes a lot of really compelling and awesome tools. And the way I think of it is as a centralized communication platform for our business. It incorporates all different aspects of, of communication, whether it be chat, video, file, document collaboration, and more. All of those can kind of come together inside of Teams. Um, My good friend and colleague, Mac McClellan, which some of you might know over the years coming to our conference, uh, he always describes it as being the linchpin of the 365 ecosystem of products. And he's not wrong. I mean, it brings together... Everything and it brings together functionality and service from Microsoft Exchange, from Active Directory, from OneDrive, from SharePoint, and more uh, all under one roof. And the intention of this application is it provides the ability for us to be able to communicate, collaborate, meet, co author documents together, and more. And what's awesome with it is that it's built right into 365, it's included in that 365 ecosystem. Uh, It has been for about five years now. And for some of you, you might have been using its predecessor product, which was Skype for Business. And if that's the case, you should really consider moving over to Teams. Skype for Business is no longer supported. It was retired in July of last year. And uh, Teams is its successor product, Long Live Teams. And this product has grown tremendously. I mean, blown up uh, over the last two or three years and really kind of fueled in a lot of ways by the pandemic. And as of January of this year, it had reached over 270 million active monthly users. So, I mean, it is just blown up in all the respects. Now, organizations are often super fragmented with respect to communication. I mean, it's not uncommon, for example, to have multiple different methods of being able to communicate and talk and collaborate inside of a business and Frankly, it could be a a full-time job just trying to keep up with the different options and and things that you have available to you. Uh, It's not uncommon, for example, and you probably are, uh, using services such as email. Okay, and that might be its own thing, maybe an exchange, maybe Google, maybe an on-premise server. You know, you might have one or multiple chat platforms inside your business. Maybe you got some teams using Slack, some teams that are using uh, Discord or GoToMeeting or something like that. Uh, you might have similar services around your calendaring. Might be tied to email. It might not be. Uh, you could have lots of different conferencing solutions: Zoom, Teams, GoToMeeting, WebEx, BlueJeans. I mean, there's so many different options. Likewise, you got lots of different collaboration tools. Some people use Google. Some people are using other products, maybe Zoho. You know, often companies all have different places their files are being kept. Some people might use OneDrive, Google Drive, Box.net, ShareFile, SharePoint. I mean, there's so many different ways that you could do this stuff. Uh, Likewise, you could have lots of different social media that you may or may not be using in your business. And then let's not forget the mobile devices that your employees are using and the ability to be able to access this on the go. So centralizing and standardizing around a central communications tool is really going to be helpful. And the research really kind of shows that. Uh, The internal communication tool, which is what Teams is, is growing tremendously, and it's even growing faster now than it was during the pandemic, Um, and more and more organizations are choosing to adopt platforms like Teams, and they're not the only dog uh, in this race. There there are other other applications there as well, but it's just frankly that much better. Now, Gardner predicts lots of small businesses are not going to be going back to the office full-time. Uh, I tend to agree with that, and I think if they do go back, it'll probably be a hybrid workplace. Um, now, saying that, I mean, Teams does not require you to have a remote office. You can uh, have people in office. You can have people remote. In the context of Teams, Teams doesn't care where you are because in the context of us utilizing Teams, I mean, we're all remote inside of Teams. None of us are together inside of Teams. Uh, we're all accessing a server, on a, running in a data center that might be, hundreds if not thousands of miles away. And so these internal communication tools are just as effective, just as useful, and they're turnkey just like um, the rest of the 365 ecosystem. Now, I want to tell you, from my perspective, and I've seen this play out multiple times, if you don't choose a product and a platform, for example, to manage your communication and collaboration, that decision will be made for you by your staff. And ultimately, uh, your employees are going to do what is ever in their best interest, which may or may not align to your corporate goals. Okay, And a lot of organizations are overwhelmed with lots of different tools these days. I mean, I just know for myself, I know we have it just seems like every month we're adding, oh, I've got a new subscription for this or I got to pay for this now. It's hard to know which one's right for you. And it's not that uncommon where your communication is going to be fragmented often across multiple things. Well, Teams solves this problem. I mean, it brings it all under one roof. The security, the management, the compliance, you know, if you let your staff decide this, they're going to be an afterthought. If you decide it, your IT team decides it, it'll be taken care of, and it'll be a major decision point on what platform you go to. Now, Teams is not the first product in this space. There were other products that existed before it, but they all had problems in one way or the other. You know, previous generation platforms had either limited functionality. They might have done one thing and one thing only or maybe only one thing well. Um, You know, to pick on Skype for Business as an example, if you were running this, you were typically running it in your own infrastructure. Getting it configured and set up and secured was a nightmare even for the most talented of IT people, uh, let alone your just average business user. Uh, So these services... um, just weren't great. I mean, and you know, forget it being able to access these things remotely, forget it having a mobile app version of the, of the application. If it did exist, it was really, really, really limited. So enter teams. I mean, teams just frankly turned this whole market on its, on its head and really kind of made every aspect of utilizing this communication platform, efficient, fast, easy, and affordable for that matter as well. I mean, you use Skype for business, would not be a um, cheap endeavor for most organizations just for the infrastructure requirements alone, let alone the data transfer and the hosting and you name it. Okay. So, why is Teams better? First and foremost, it's built right into Office 365. It's deeply integrated into that 365 ecosystem of products. It draws functionality across virtually all aspects of the platform itself. Um, So there's features about Word, there's features about Excel, there's features about Exchange, Outlook, Active Directory, and more. It just kind of all comes together under one roof, which is fantastic. Uh, Teams is 100% a hosted tool. Um, There's no version of Teams that is deployed in your data center or under your roof. Uh, Microsoft 100% maintains that infrastructure, and that's a wonderful thing. As with all aspects of 365, it's in Azure somewhere. They take care of it. It's secured. It's backed up. Um, it's just going to work effectively. You just have to use it, and there's nothing for you to build or maintain. You just use the tool. It natively allows work from anywhere. Uh, you can work on pretty much all computers and smartphones. You can access if you can access the internet. You can use Teams. And all major communication points are supported. So you could have a video call. You could have a chat. You could have real-time collaboration, which we'll take a look at here in a moment, where I can create a document, a PowerPoint presentation, an Excel file. And we can be able to share that file with other people in our business or, or vendors or clients and be able to communicate and collaborate with each other. And it's price effective, okay? You don't even have to have a 365 account. You can use Microsoft Teams totally for free. Um, for up to 100 people. So let's say you got a small nonprofit, your church, maybe your kid's Boy Scout troop or maybe you know your, your daughter's softball team and you need a way for the parents and the coaches and the volunteers to be able to communicate, collaborate and share files and documents with each other. Guess what? You could do it 100% inside of Teams. And when it's inside of Teams you get all the features and functions that you would expect. So video conferencing, screen sharing, uh, you get the ability to be able to collaborate on documents together and more all within the framework of the application. Now Teams is not just one thing. It's actually three different services. There is a desktop application and that desktop application is built right into Windows 11. Uh, You can also download it to other operating systems as well. So you could have it on a Mac, as well as Linux. Uh, so there's no limitation on where or how you need it. And there's no configuration either. You just plop in your account and that's it. Okay. It's a mobile app. So if you want to get it on your phone and be able to utilize it on your phone, you can do so right here. And it's also a web client. And doing so, you can access the fully featured web client, which supports virtually all aspects of the functionality. So if you don't want to install it on your machine, not a problem. You can just go ahead and install it on your... Um, You could just go to the website and access pretty much everything you need to access right from there. Now, pricing wise, it's free. You could use it 100% for free, or if you already have 365, it's built into 365. And 365 is super affordable. Um, I mean, you could get a base license of this for your business starting at $4 per user per month. I mean, it's pretty comparable. And some of the more expensive plans, you know, I would tell you most users are probably spending about $12 to $20. It's going to include all your licensing for Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and more. So, I mean, it really is compelling. Now, with respect to the features and functions of Teams, you can do a lot of stuff with this. It's broken down into a couple of main categories, and we're going to jump in and do some demo here in a little bit. Uh, but here are the main buckets. You can use it for instant messaging and chatting. So if you want to be able to use this to send a message to a colleague, a friend, um, inside your business, you know, coworker, you could do so. And you could send them a direct message. They can respond easy peasy, you know. And besides just sending chat messages, you can send other stuff too. You could send files. You could send GIFs. You could send emoticons um, with those people. And you can do it right from whatever you happen to be, from your mobile phone, from the web service, from the desktop app, and more. You can use this as a tool for video conferencing and screen sharing. So if you want to, you can, in one click, start a conference with one or multiple people. And with that, you can um, be able to screen share with them. You can video conference with them. If you have a paid account, you could talk all day if you want, you know. And if you're on a free account, your meeting is going to be limited to one hour. But all you have to do is hang up and call back if you'd like. OneDrive also, uh, OneDrive and SharePoint are also deeply integrated into Teams from a file management perspective. So you can grab any of your organizational data and bring it right into Teams. And if you are using a third party uh, file management a company, you know maybe you got Google Drive, SharePoint, something else, Dropbox. Well, it also supports those services as well. And you can grab and implement those files into your um, Teams conversation. And probably the coolest thing, we'll talk about this and show you this here in a minute, is the real-time collaboration. We can instantly work on a document, a spreadsheet, a presentation with a colleague, and we can both be in that document in real time. We both can be making changes to that document as we are writing. So really useful. Now, some of my favorite features are actually some of the simplest features, and one of those is going to be the chat capabilities. Uh, the first thing you should know with prospective teams is definitely more of a chat-centric workforce um, more than an email-centric. Uh, and that's a big distinguishing difference. When you're chatting with somebody, you're expecting to get a response. It's relatively real-time. It's very informal. That's great. As you're working throughout the day, you know, you can just ask simple questions like, what is the status of the Peterson account? Uh, Have we been paid by the Smiths? So on and so forth. And I can direct a chat message to a single user. It can also be multi-user. Chat messages are mostly text, but they could be images, files, documents. They could be functionality things. There's this thing called the approvals process, which is pretty cool. Um, and using the approvals process, you can formally ask for your manager or a director in your company to review and sign off on something. And you have a nice documented paper trail that you could choose to use. Okay, now there's another thing, and this is kind of confusing, there's a team Application, and then there's teams within teams. And so the application itself, yes, is called teams, but then there's also a functionality inside the application called teams too. And a team is something where you get a group of people gathered to do something inside the organization. And a team could be an office, it could be a project group, it could be a division of the company, it could be whatever, you know. And inside of that team, you're going to have several channels. And those channels represent different conversations. And each channel is dedicated to a specific thing. So it could be a topic. It could be a um, project. It could be a client, so on and so forth. Now, in our business, we just have a couple of teams, but most of us are just on one or two. And so everybody's part of the Debmatics team, which is the whole company And then within the Devmatics team, we have several channels inside of it, including one for every client. And so if I want to go ask a question about a client or find a file for a particular client, it's really simple. I basically just go to Teams. I go to the channel for that particular client, and I can find whatever the heck I am looking for. Now, all the functionality around chat is fully supported within the team's functionality and vice versa. Uh, You can do GIFs. You can do emojis. You can do files and more. Uh, It's really kind of cool. And so how do you know which one to use? Well, here's what I, I always kind of think. A team is, again, kind of gathered around a central principle or topic. Channels are around a specific project or a client. And you use chat when you want to talk to one or just a few people, you know. But if I want to make a, a something uh, related to a client, it will always go back to that team and back to that channel. I think you should have few teams inside your business, but you should have lots of channels inside your business. That just makes it easier to function and work. And um, the other thing you should know is that when you're in a chat, <coughs> by design, almost everything is public. Or sorry, everything is private. It's between you and that person. But when you're in a team, when you put something inside of a team, by default, it's public to the other team members. So it's kind of important to know that if you're trying to, uh, if you're trying to, uh, you know, keep things confidential and only accessible to the people who need to know. You might put it in a chat. You might put it into a team. Now, you can also do fantastic video calling and audio calling within this application. Fully supported, start to finish. Uh, Your meetings can include audio, video, screen sharing. And they're one of the best ways to be able to collaborate inside of Teams. Uh, And you also can use Teams as your video conferencing solution. You don't technically need to have another solution if you're using Teams. Like, you don't need to have Teams and Zoom. Everything that you can do in Zoom, you can do in Teams. And the person you're meeting with doesn't even have to have a member of your organization, nor do they even have to have Teams installed. They can just join from the browser. And you can join a meeting from a calendar invitation. You can join it from a link from an email. It's very simple. And out of all the products, when it comes to the meeting stuff, I will tell you that Teams consistently is one of the best. Uh, The video option and the camera options are always consistently the highest quality. With video feeds coming in at at least um, 720p, but most of the time it's coming in at 1080p. My favorite thing you can do inside of Teams is the fact that Teams is deeply integrated in with Microsoft SharePoint. Uh, SharePoint, if you've never used it before, is a product that allows for you to create an intranet site within your organization that intranet site can have a you know a a place to share files it can have documents associated with it you can even create a whole web page uh, internally for that and what microsoft has done is that they've integrated sharepoint with teams beautifully so that when you share files are actually coming from sharepoint and vice versa and so this makes it very robust with respect to being able to collaborate on documents in real time and um, I think this is really fantastic because it gives you the ability to be able to, by default, put something inside of SharePoint and then immediately share that file out with other people inside your organization. So uh, I try to think of it because you've got a couple of different options with respect to storage with 365. You've got really SharePoint and OneDrive. OneDrive, you should think of it as really kind of being around your storage, your work papers, your files, your files. Where SharePoint and Teams is really kind of around, hey, I've got a file. I'm working on it with other people. They need access. I need access. It's not really our file. It's the client's file. It's the company's file. Well, those would go inside of Teams inside uh, inside of SharePoint. Now, saying all of this, I've got a point here. We're really kind of building up to the fact that collaboration using Teams is just really effective and really easy. Uh, Teams has a number of functionalities that will support collaboration in real time. Uh, and to do so, all you really need is access and uninterrupted, high-quality internet access. Saying that, if you've got that, you can do stuff like sharing your screen, sending instant messages, accessing file on SharePoint, having video meetings. Anytime. And the whole company can be doing this all day, every day. And that's, in fact, how our company operates. We're very distributed. I'm here in Southern California, as is Alicia. But we have staff all throughout California, Oregon, Colorado, and other parts as well. And with teams, it all feels like we're in the same physical space, even though we're hundreds or thousands of miles apart. So some methods of real-time collaboration. Okay, you can share documents, you can edit things together, you can video conference with each other, you can share your desktop, you can do whiteboards, lots of things like this. And uh, what I really want to show you here is the ability to be able to create a document, store it inside of SharePoint, and then have multiple people inside your document come together to be able to answer questions and be able to collaborate on that document like you're all sitting in the same room. And this is actually really, really simple to be able to do. Um, If you just basically store the file inside of SharePoint, inside of Teams, you can then access that file and so can everybody else inside the business. Uh, It doesn't have uh, any additional fees or effort. It's just there. Now, if you make this available, what's going to happen? Well, I think overall it's going to make people happier just because it'll be easy to be able to work. Um, I think if you make it easy for people, you'll ultimately see better engagement. You'll see better efficiency and productivity. Uh, If you make work simple and easy and let people do their jobs, I think that'll lead to better satisfaction and morale. And frankly, it's going to put more money to the bottom line because it's going to be more cost effective. So let's go ahead and switch over, take a look at Teams just for a minute uh, so that you can kind of get a sense of, of what this application looks like. And... If you've never been experienced with Teams before, if you want to follow along, just Google Microsoft Teams or Bing it, I guess, whatever you'd like to do, and you can download it and try it yourself. All right, so I have the desktop version of Teams open. I could also access this directly on my smartphone. And from here, I can come down here to our activity. And the activity feed is going to show us a status of all the different things that we've been collaborating and working on, as well as missed conversations that we've had with people. So we can see that, for example, uh, I put a request out there and Alana has reviewed it and received it and approved it. Um, But that activity feed is going to give you a running total of all the stuff that has been assigned to you or people have asked you. You can click over here to the chat section, and for the chat section, you can create a chat that can either be that can either be one to one, so maybe you're talking just with Alex or just with Steve, or it could be one to many, where you have multiple people talking and communicating. Okay, now in these chat messages, you can uh, include text. You can drag and drop files into. This particular document, so I can drag and drop this in here if I want to and send it directly to Alana. Everything that I could potentially do inside of a document, uh, I could do inside of Teams at both the chat level as well as the team level. So the Teams function is going to be over here on the left hand side. And from the Teams section, We've got our Devmatics team, and then we have a bunch of channels listed. And each of these channels, at least in our business, represent different clients. And so if I wanted to go look up Fireworks Over America, I could click into that channel, and then everything related to Fireworks Over America is there. Additionally, I can click this Meet button in the upper right-hand corner and We can all work uh, and video chat with each other and have a conversation about a specific project or client or location or a party or whatever else that we'd like to do. And within the um, teams and within the channel, you also have the ability to add different tabs. And so you'll see there's a files tab here. And that files tab, if I click it, will show me all the files related to that specific Document or to that specific, uh, in this case, uh, um, related to that specific uh, client. That's how we personally try to organize this. Now, one of the things that we can do here is that we can easily collaborate and share documents with each other by just putting it inside of Teams or by just putting it inside of SharePoint and inside of that particular file folder it makes the file different. It gives us the ability to be able to collaborate and work on the document together. So Alana over here sent over a Word file, invite.docs, and what's kind of cool is I can click this file, I can load this file up, it's gonna load up Word here, and we can collaborate and work on this document side by side with each other. And in fact, if we look here, and let's go ahead and click this open in desktop app. We don't have to open these things in Teams. We can in fact just take them straight into their desktop application counterpart. We can see that there are four people in this document. We got Steve, we got Alicia, we got Alana, and we can see that there are three other people in addition to us being able to work on this at the same time. Okay, so I can go ahead and write something. Okay. This is just a simple example here, but everybody will see that text being written in real time and then they can respond, they can read, they can review it. And as we work and collaborate on this document, all those changes are constantly being synced between our different computers and we're all uh, working from the same file. We don't have to you know, send this by email to anybody. We don't have to upload it to a portal. It's just done. And that same feature and function will also be available on the mobile device as well. So if I need to access this, uh, we can do so, even if we're on the go. So pretty cool. All righty. Let's keep moving along here. And I want to talk for a minute about another feature, um, another application that I think is really kind of useful tool. Uh, which is a tool for managing your calendar more effectively. So, there are a couple of different tools that are listed in the book provided in this course. Uh, we talked about two different ones. Uh, we've got a tool called Calendly, we've also got another tool from Office 365 called Bookings. Uh, these are products that allow you to be able to manage your meetings much more effectively so that you don't have to kind of go back and forth with people to try to figure out a time to meet. Um, in a nutshell, Calendly is looking at your your um, schedule, and it's also looking at your uh, maybe work and personal, and it's going to show people the different times that you have available and the different you know ways that you want to be able to meet or can meet. Uh, and instead of, for example, like saying, hey, should we meet Tuesday at 3 and you say, oh, no, I'm busy. How about, you know, Wednesday at 5? No, oh, no, I've got to go take the kids to the t-ball practice. You basically direct them to a simple page. They pick the product that they are uh, not the product, but the uh, the event type and the date and time that they would like to meet. And then Calendly books the event for you. It will, in a nutshell, you um, Show them the only times that you're available. They pick out of the times that you're available. And once they've s- selected the event, it will send them a calendar invitation. It will send you a calendar invitation. It will add it to your calendar. And if you have a product, uh, you know, a product like Teams or Zoom, it can even set up the virtual conference meeting room uh, for you. Now, there are a couple of different ways that you can make this work. Uh, you could, for example, let a client or staff member book something with you where you basically direct them to your Calendly page. Mine, I'll show you here in a minute. Um, They go there. They'll see a listing of their upcoming times and availability, and then we'll choose a meeting uh, that works for them. You could ask custom questions, as an example, uh, such as, hey, what are we meeting about? You could do productivity and workflow type stuff. So, like, uh, you know, if they schedule a meeting, you could automatically send... uh, a notification to this person, reminding them like an hour before the meeting, hey, just a heads up, we're meeting at three. So that they show up, it could be a text message as well. But it just really kind of takes the headache out of handling this uh, and managing this for you. Now, you could also go the other way around too, you know, kind of Telling people like, hey, you know, you got to go schedule a meeting with me can be very dismissive. One of the other things I like about Calendly is that from Outlook or Gmail, I can send a meeting request to somebody that clearly outlines the different times and available that uh, uh, that I want to be able to meet and that I can meet. I can give them options to be able to choose from so that ultimately they, uh, you know, they get you know, an easy way of being able to pick uh, certain times. And uh, instead of them having to kind of like figure out when I'm available or when they're available, um, they can basically just choose from a list of options. Okay, and so uh, Calendly will integrate in with your Outlook and they'll integrate in with your Gmail. And when you're composing emails to people, uh, it will just this will be an option. So if you need to add a calendar invitation, you can give them some different options to be able to choose from. Uh, So I do this quite often, too. When I'm meeting with people and I know I want to meet next week, I'll say, "Okay, well, here, pick from the times listed below. And from the times listed below, they'll pick, uh, you know, based off of my availability. But they're not just randomly sending me an event invitation. They're picking from a curated list. So I'll show you what that looks like here in a minute. And just imagine this is uh, appended to the actual email itself. Now, beyond the actual meetings, it can do a lot of other stuff. It can do automation. It can automate your reminders, your follow-ups. Uh, you could set this up so that it can integrate with Salesforce or HubSpot and send and receive information uh, from those tools as well. I mean, it is really just jam-packed with features and functions. And it's a tool uh, I've really grown accustomed to to the point that I just don't see myself uh, ever really wanted to go back because, I mean, I meet with people four to six times a day and just getting stuff scheduled can be such a headache. And this just takes out the, the headache from that. So let me show you what this looks like. So here is my Calendly page. So if we, you know, you have a question, you want to get together and review maybe Excel questions that you've got for your business, I'll say, hey, great, great. Just go to Calendly.com forward slash Steve Yoss, pick a meeting. You know, so it could be a 15-minute meeting, a 30-minute meeting, a 60-minute meeting, whatever it ends up being, you know, whatever you feel like you need. And you could pick a time that works for you. And so let's say it's a 60-minute meeting. Well, for the month of May, these are the only days that I have 60 minute meetings available. So let's say you want to meet next Monday. Okay. I can meet either at two or two 30. And if you are wondering why I couldn't meet it at one or 11 or some other time, well, it's looking at my speaking calendar and it's looking at my office calendar and it's kind of going to let you choose a time that I'm not free. You know, that I know that I'm going to be double booked for one reason or the other. And so I really like the fact that it just takes that headache away. So if you can't meet that Monday, well, maybe the next following Thursday, and here are the times that are available. And you'll notice uh, it jumps from 10.30 to 3.30. Well, I got a big meeting with a client that day, and I'm not available during that time period, and it won't let you book then. Now, one of the other things that you can do too with this is that you can send invitations to people. So uh, I had a a meeting coming up with a, a client, And I just didn't want to direct them to my Calendly page. Again, it kind of feels dismissive at times. So one of the cool things is using the Calendly plugin for Outlook or Gmail, I can choose from a list of possible dates and times and pre-select some options. And so I would usually say something like, "Uh, hey, you know, some possible times are listed below. If none of these work, check out. Uh, Calendly.com forward slash Steve and pick a time that'll work for you. But most often if I show people here, you know, they'll pick Thursday at 10 o'clock, you know, because that'll be one of the options that'll be present. So it makes it really easy for them to say yes. So I love this tool. It's made me super productive. It's helped reduce a lot of my uh, risk and issues with respect to scheduling and getting double booked. And frankly, I love it. All right. The next product I want to talk about here, and it's not just one product, but it's it, it's a whole category product. It's really kind of the automation of accounts payable and cash uh, flow for your business. And there's several tools that are out there that will do this for you. Uh, but the tool that I personally really have grown to love is a tool called um, CorPay One. And CorPay One is a product that you can use to manage your invoicing uh, like when you have to pay an invoice for for a vendor, uh, reconciliation of bills and expenses for your for your um, employees and more, and it does a lot of different things with it as well. And one of the cool things is they got a great app, and this great app, which you can get for iOS and Android, gives you the ability to be able to collect information on the go and then run it through a specific workflow. Uh, so let's say you've got staff that are operating and working and they're incurring fees and expenses. Well, you want to be able to collect some information related to those fees and expenses because you're going to need it for IRS compliance. And you're also going to need it for if they're incurring some expenses, you're going to need it to be able to, um, you know, um, reimburse them. And, and again, I kind of have those uh, kind of have those uh, options. And to have that kind of paper trail. So uh, CorePay One has a mobile app. That mobile app, you can just scan bills. You can scan receipts. Uh, It does a really good job with what's called OCR, Optical Character Recognition, where it can scan through the whole receipt. So let's say you got like a a piece of paper like this and it's got a bunch of line items on it. It'll pick out stuff from the document itself, which is really kind of cool. And then it'll enter those uh, documents into CorPay, and then you can review it and approve it. Uh, and they've also got a one-of-a-kind control system where you can automate just about everything about your expenses into the CorPay um, system. And you can set up this whole workflow where, you know, if the dollar invoice is over a certain amount, it has to go to these people to be approved. Or if it's, like say, auto and truck, it's got to go to a different department to get approved. You could set up this whole workflow and it will respect whatever workflow decisions you make and will continue to uh, follow those procedures. Now, Pay will also pay your bills. Unfortunately, it's your money, but it will facilitate the payment of those bills. Uh, you could pay things electronically uh, through ACH Transfer. Uh, they also have a MasterCard, uh, which I have as well. And the MasterCards are free. So uh, let me just cover that up here. But i got that. So... And uh, it'll collect all the information necessary to approve that bill, but you don't have to pay uh, for other than, you know, if you don't pay your bill interest, but the, the service itself is free. And one of the real reasons I love this is the fact that it will integrate with your accounting system and push details to QBO, Zero, QBD, QuickBooks Desktop, and other solutions like that. Uh, the solution itself, super secure. It's got lots of um, encryption and security and other stuff kind of built into it. So you really don't have to kind of like think about it. Um, and it just kind of makes life simple and easy uh, in terms of being able to pay pay for things um, using this particular service. So let me go ahead and switch over. I'd love to show you what this product looks like. So we're logged in under uh, our demo account here. And this is the inbox of CorPay. And so these represent all the different invoices that might be coming up inside of our business. And the invoices can be brought in a number of ways. You can email them straight into the system. You can capture them using a mobile device. uh, You can scan them on your computer and more. And when an invoice gets into the system like this, it will give you a preview of that invoice. And if you don't attach an invoice, it'll even generate one for you. And so we can see here, here's our uh, invoice from Block Inc. Uh, On the right-hand side, we can see all the details related to this. It's going to use OCR, Optical Character Recognition, to be able to pull out details from this invoice. Uh, So it'll pull out the date, the time. Uh, If there were line items related to this, you'd see those line items appear in here as well. And in our business, I could just say, you know, I'm maybe the only person that's responsible for this. I can just go ahead and approve this invoice. This is a demo account, um, but it would approve it. And then I can ultimately mark it as, as to be paid. And uh, oh. CorPay will take the money out of my account and either ACH the money to the vendor or actually physically send them a check. And I'm going to point out CorPay is free. F-R-E-E. It doesn't require you to pay for anything. They make their money on the time they're holding your cash as they're sending it to and from the the vendors. But there's no payment for this service. The real cool thing I like about this is the workflow tool. If you come over here to the Advanced tab and then select Workflows, uh, you can build out a workflow, which is pretty cool. So let's use a template here. And we're going to call it Approve Significant Expenses. And it's kind of got like a, a... WYSIWYG, if this, then that type of approach where you could look at something and if something happens, go do something, you know, so I could say materiality for our invoices is maybe, uh, let's say it's set to $500. Okay. So if the great payment amount is over 500, I can go ahead and say, Hey, it needs to be approved by Johnny CPA. I could also list other people inside this business. Um, And it will follow this workflow. So when things are being presented, it's gonna follow whatever internal control procedures you set up. So it could be, hey, it needs to be Johnny and it also needs to be Sally CPA. And it could be either one of them or it could be all of them or at least three or four of them. Uh, But this workflow tool gives you the ability to be very granular to select specific documents based off of their details. So you could look at the amount, how it's to be paid, the vendor name, um so on and so forth and those level of detail will be supported inside the application and those triggers when it recognizes something will then fire and follow the appropriate um, workflow that you set up here really compelling if you're looking for a better way of kind of managing your ap inside your organization definitely check this out all righty we got about Ten minutes left. Um, let's go ahead and finish with some latest and greatest apps and services, and just some things that I think are going to be really helpful and effective for you to know. We've covered a lot today. We've talked about a lot of different products and services, and so from Teams to some of the characteristics inside of Office three sixty five. Uh, but a couple things I want to, you know, kind of finish with, and maybe give you some great recommendations. So one recommendation I want to give you is you can use your cell phone as a scanner. Um, I, I do this all the time. Actually, I Actually, I have two scanners here. I have a really nice Fujitsu uh, ADF automatic document scanner. I've got a, another HP scanner here. And in reality, I just don't deal with that much paper anymore. Um, and what I end up doing is I end up using my cell phone more than just about anything. And you can use your cell phone as a scanner really easily inside of uh, both iOS and Android. You can do some pretty nifty things uh, with respect to how you might want to scan stuff. Uh, So there are several different ways you can do it. Uh, There are dedicated scanning apps such as Scanner Pro that will work. Uh, You can also use Microsoft Teams, which I'm going to demo here just in a second. Uh, You can also use uh, Adobe Acrobat. So if you have a full version of acrobat you can scan directly inside of this application and you can also use the notes functionality inside of uh, inside of um, inside of uh, your iphone as well But let me show you a few things that you can do with this so give me one second here all righty let's try this out Alrighty, so I have my phone, my handy-dandy phone up here. And what you're seeing on the screen is also um, replicated here. This is my live device. And one of the things I like to do with this is if I'm out and about and I need to send a document to someone, rather than email it, I can click the person's name and then I can click down here to the camera icon and I can actually snap a picture of something. And so I can click that camera feature. Okay, so now we're looking at a document here. And I could choose the document function. And it will scan that page, essentially. And so now we've got that document scanned. We'll go ahead and hit Confirm. And then I can apply a filter to this where I can say, you know what, it is a document. And I can go ahead and click Done. And I can send that document directly, in this case, to Alicia. And it it looks pretty darn good, considering I didn't scan it. You know, no worse than probably most other documents. So you can do that right inside of Teams. You can do that inside of SharePoint. And you can also do it um, inside of OneDrive. Now, one other thing I want to show you with respect to scanning, which is pretty nifty. In your iPhone, if you come over here to the control center and you click into the Notes section, you can create a note, right? So most of us know that we can create a note as well. But notice there's a little camera-looking icon. Here's something that you probably didn't know. If you click that little camera icon, this will pop up another menu here that says Scan Text. Here's what's really cool. I can point this at a document. Check this out. OK, and I can click Insert. And it will scan this actual document here. Let me zoom it out here. OK, and I'll actually put the the letters, again, using OCR, it'll actually put the letters of that document straight into my uh, my notes. You know, so you can just do this straight inside of your notepad uh, with no additional third party tools needed. Uh, And again, it just it works really effectively and it's uh, really nice with respect to how you can use this. Uh, And I tend to use it all the time now rather than just a dedicated scanner uh, just because it's so much faster and more efficient. Okay, another couple of cool tools and websites and services. Uh, here's another one. This one's called Virustotal.com. Somebody ever sends you a sketchy link, sketchy file, something you're not familiar with, you're kind of worried, like, does this have malware? Check out this website, Virustotal.com. You can uh, put in a file. You can give it a link. You can give it a um An email, you can give it a lot of different things. And what it'll do is it'll scan that particular uh, thing and it will tell you whether or not it potentially contains malware. Okay, let me show you what I mean and how this functions. All you have to do is go to virustotal.com. and you can for example upload a file to virus total so i'm just going to grab something here let's just grab this one okay and it will scan that file and if that file looks good and there's no malware associated with it it'll pop up and it'll just say no issues. What makes Virus Total really kind of useful? It's not just checking one thing. It's actually checking seventy different uh, malware providers, like the you know, security firms. And if there's an issue with it, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be a hundred percent foolproof. But uh, if it pops up and it'll say, "Hey, no, no issues found," and that's a pretty good indication of this. Now, something else, you know, like what happens if? Uh, Somebody sends you an email, and it's got a link in it. And I just happen to have a phishing email up here on my other monitor. Well, somebody sends you a link, and you're like, I don't know if that's a good link to click on. I can drop in that link. And so in this case, I know this is going to be bad. And I'll click Enter here. And if it pops up as being potentially malicious like this one does, it's going to tell you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure on a link, just copy and paste the link in here. In this case, it'll tell you, yep, this definitely has some sort of phishing as it's associated and then you know you can click over here to details it'll tell you the first time it was seen you know so on and so forth Uh, and any you know comments uh, you can see for example other people have commented that it's a phishing scheme so it's kind of cool in terms of being able to hopefully stay on top of uh, on top of it okay Uh, let me show you another application and it's actually a website Um, And in the interest of time, I'm just going to go to the website and show it to you. This website's called Nenite. Okay? N-I-N-I-T-E. So Nenite is an application that you can use to install multiple applications inside your computer at the same time. Let's say you get a new computer and, you know, you're going to get, for example, a bunch of different applications. Well, rather than go to, like, Spotify and download Spotify and install it and go and install Zoom and go and install VLC... What's really kind of cool about this tool, these are all safe and secure products. They, they're they coming from a reputable place. You can just go to this website. You click the applications you're interested in. So maybe I want to install Firefox, Edge, and Chrome. Uh, I want to come down here. This tool right here, ShareX, this is the best screenshot tool in the market. So if you need to do screenshots, and frankly, I use them all the time, uh, this gives you the ability to be able to take screenshots inside of the applications themselves. And what's really kind of cool with uh, ShareX, let me see if I can get this to uh, pop up for us here. Uh, you can do a, a screenshot, and then you can draw on stuff too. So like I can like if I'm sending a, an issue to the IT team, I can say I'm having problems with this right here. Uh, you can also annotate. You can provide like uh, some comments. Screenshots are the best. They just make things so much easier. And uh, you can also just capture part of the screen, too. So I can say, hey, I just want to get this. Okay. So you can get that tool, which is a cool tool. Uh, there's tools for virtual um, management of servers and access uh, to your office computer from home. Like TeamViewer is a great tool. There's also Real VNC. You know, maybe we get Zoom. We choose the products and solutions we'd like. And then at the bottom, there's this option that says Get Your Nenite. And if you click this, it's going to download all these products at once and it will install them on your computer all at once. And you won't have to install them separately and you will have got them from a safe and reputable place. Uh, so I use this tool constantly uh, because it's just got some of the best software and it's a safe, reputable place of installing this software. And I know I'm always getting it from the source. So it's a really cool tool to install and update dozens of applications on your computer all at once. You can use it for yourself. You can use it for your company. You can use it for your team. You can centrally manage the software that's installed on other people's machines as well. No sign-up. They don't collect any information. It's 100% free. It's a really cool tool. And here's a little bit of information about that screen capture, uh, ShareX, if you need to do screenshots. Also, really cool free tool as well. Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our presentation today. We covered a lot of ground and discussed a lot of stuff. We went through some of the fantastic capabilities inside of 365. We looked at Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and more. Uh, we talked about how we can improve collaboration in Teams with real-time co-editing. We talked about automation of our accounts receivable using CorPay. We talked about getting feedback from our staff using Forms, as uh, Microsoft Forms. We reviewed how to use our mobile phone to capture documents using Microsoft Teams or just even the app itself. Uh, We talked about some of the different ways of booking calendar appointments and how Calendly can be really effective to let people book meetings with you. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you're going to walk away with some great tips and tricks. If this stuff is of interest, I do again want to remind you with the K2 podcast podcast, Uh, Coming live to you twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Many of the tools and services that we talked about today, we've got whole episodes just dedicated to, and it's available completely for free. Uh, And you can find it wherever you happen to get content, including Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and elsewhere. Uh, And we get to go into much further depth on many of the products and services, including trainings on Excel and security and data breaches and more. Uh, So please consider checking it out. If you have any questions or comments on anything I talked about today, I'm your man. Please, by all means, feel free to reach out. You can reach me at steve.yas at k2e.com. I love helping people. I'd be happy to more than uh, point you in the right direction. Or if there's something I can do for you, I'd be happy to do so. So if there's something you need, by all means, please feel free to uh, shoot me an email. It is always a pleasure getting to work in the great state of Texas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate you all coming and attending our conference. It's been a wonderful couple of days uh, with you all. A big thank you to the Texas Society of CPAs and uh, our production coordinators, including John and the rest of the team there. Uh, Anise, we really appreciate you, and uh, we really appreciate you as well as April. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope to be in person next year with you all. I hope, hope we can come back and be in person. But if not, thank you for coming, and maybe we'll do this again virtually soon. I wish you all the best wishes and good luck. I hope you have a great weekend and I look forward to seeing you the next time around soon. Take care. Thank you so much for attending our presentation and podcast for today. As a reminder, you can check out cpetoday.com for all your continuing education needs. We have courses on every topic you can think of, from accounting to audit to ethics and regulation and more. Everything you need to know to stay relevant, current, and up-to-date with the profession. Again, check out cpetoday.com. If you're a new watcher or listener to the CPE Today podcast, again, we offer you a free course and a free credit for you to try our services. Pick the podcast of your choosing and use coupon code one free podcast at checkout to make that purchase free. If you enjoyed our presentation, please consider connecting with us on social media and let us know what you think. You can find us just about everywhere at CPE today, uh, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. And please consider subscribing to us wherever you happen to receive your content. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. We'd love for you to leave a review and let us know what you think. It helps new listeners and watchers find our course and content. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Thank you for being in the office, and we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Take care.